0: In Florida Ag Review for the week ending July 19th, the Farm Bill continues to be a topic in the news. To start us off this week, we have Randall Wiseman telling us about legislation that has been introduced in both the House and Senate to help spur new agricultural research by leveraging private dollars to create charitable partnerships between universities and private entities.
1: The Charitable Agricultural Research Act would amend the tax code to allow for the creation of new charitable, tax-exempt agricultural research organizations. According to USDA's Economic Research Service, farm productivity has risen 158% since 1948. That increase is attributed to research by implementing new changes in the efficiency of farming practices and the use of agricultural technology. Now, since the 1970s, though, ag research funding has become stagnant and fallen far behind other federal agencies. So ag scientists are warning that failing to invest in ag research, it could spell disaster for the future of American food security and safety. So the Charitable Agriculture Research Act seeks to address these challenges through the creation of ag research organizations that would work in conjunction with the agricultural and land-grant colleges and universities to conduct research in the field of agriculture.
0: Continuing with Farm Bill News of the Week, Randall lets us know the U.S. Senate has received the House version of its farm-only farm bill, so the process of going to conference can soon begin.
1: The House sent its farm-only farm bill to the Senate, and thus the process is underway so the conference can begin. But being the House version is minus the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, Debbie Stabenow, chair of the Senate Ag Committee, said there's not much interest, if any, in the Senate to move a split bill.
2: We could not pass that through the Senate, nor would the President of the United States sign that kind of a bill. That's not something uh, that has the support uh, as an approach. It would be uh, a very short-term approach that would end the coalition between urban and rural communities that has allowed us to have uh, an agriculture and food policy for the country. But
1: House Ag Committee Chairman Frank Lucas has sent a memo regarding his intention to move forward with the conference on the farm bill. He said while sending the Senate a farm-only farm bill broke with tradition, there is now a vehicle with which to put formal process in place to send a final 2013 farm bill to the President for his signature. And no matter the outcome of the future House consideration of the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program reform, Lucas said his opinion is that conversations can and will begin immediately to reconcile the agriculture-related titles with the Senate. And while Lucas admitted there are difficult issues to overcome, he expressed confidence that by listening to producers and doing what is right, an agreement could be reached and a five-year farm bill be sent to the president in the coming months.
0: Now we turn our attention to fruits and veggies. Sabrina Hill reports improving nutrition by increasing fruit and veggie consumption has been a nationwide movement lately, especially in our schools. And now... The armed forces are getting on the bandwagon of incorporating more fruits and vegetables into their menus.
3: Finding ways to provide more fruits and veggies for the military. Improving nutrition by increasing fruit and veggie consumption has been a nationwide movement lately, especially in our schools. And now the armed forces are getting on the bandwagon of incorporating more fruits and vegetables into their menus. But the produce won't be in the same form as it is at schools and other institutions, since obviously the primary hurdle of having soldiers eat more produce is how to manage storage and transportation. So now new research will help address how troops in the field can have food with extended shelf life that's also helpful by using fruits and vegetables to develop portable combat rations for soldiers. Soldiers. North Carolina State University researchers are infusing protein powders similar to those found in health and nutrition stores, with healthful compounds found in kale and muscadine grapes. The proprietary technology also could be used to enhance other foods such as drinks, power bars, cookies, and snacks. The University Center for Advanced Processing and Packaging Studies received a $60,000 grant to support the research.
0: In our weekly Getting to Know Your Beef Checkoff, brought to you by Your Beef Checkoff, Randall Wiseman has Mike D. from Pickens County, Alabama, talking about the importance of training retailers who sell beef to consumers every day.
1: Working with retailers so they understand beef products better is an important aspect of the Beef Checkoff. And in this week's Getting to Know Your Beef Checkoff brought to you by Your Beef Checkoff, we have Mike D., a cattle producer from Pickens County, Alabama. He knows exactly how important training these retailers is.
4: Randall, we have to go back and look at the consumer today. Some of these people aren't familiar with with the beef products that we produce, and they're not used to cooking at home. Going into the meat markets and teaching those people how to promote our product and how to make it easier for those people to take beef and use it every day at home, they're our ambassadors on the front line. They're the ones that are in contact with the consumer. I, as a producer, don't have that contact with the consumer, and I rely on them to show them how healthy – and how wholesome our products are and safe and easy to prepare. And those are my representatives, and somehow we have to get our training to them so they can promote our product for us.
1: And D said it's important to catch consumers at an early age.
4: People's diets are set at an early age in what they are going to eat or how they feel for the rest of their lives. We need to convey to those people and educate them on how healthy and wholesome beef is in their diet and what an integral part it needs to be in their programs.
1: And he is someone who truly believes in the Beef Checkoff. Get to know your Beef Checkoff at MyBeefCheckoff.com, funded by the Beef Checkoff.
0: Gary Cooper tells us about a little-known extracurricular program in the Food and Resource Economics Department at University of Florida's College of Agriculture, giving participating students a boost when it comes to entering the professional job market after graduation. But students have to earn it.
5: Off to the University of Florida today and the Food and Resource Economics Department in the College of Agriculture, where a little known extracurricular program is way ahead of its game in preparing students for real world applications in agri marketing, that is, the profession of positioning, promoting, and marketing agriculture inputs and services to farm producers. The National Agri Marketing Association, known simply as NAMA to those involved, is the networking organization for professionals in this field, where jobs range from fertilizer and agrochemical sales and marketing, to advertising and PR agency positions, and farm media jobs too. And the career opportunity list goes on. Fact is, students from the Gator NAMA team at the University of Florida are ahead of their peers when it comes to finding real-world jobs in agribusiness. And those who have been through the award-winning program prove it, says the advisor to the Gator NAMA student team, David Barber.
4: We've got our alumni out there that have set the stage in terms of the success that they've achieved. And companies know that if they are interviewed, or evaluating someone who's been a part of the NAMA process and they know they've got an outstanding candidate.
5: Meanwhile, University Senior Vice President for Agriculture and Natural Resources Jack Payne says it's a program the university needs to support and that the Florida ag industry needs to be more involved in.
4: Well, I'm so proud of what our students have done and the experience for these young men and women about real world agri-marketing is unbelievable and I think the results are in where they all end up. We definitely have to invest in it and I ask our partners out there in Florida ag land to really look at this program and as you support us so well and so many other programs that you uh, look at this program and help support our ag marketing kids.
5: For more information, contact David Barber at dbarber at ufl.edu or you can type NAMA, that's N-A-M-A, into the search line at southeastagnet.com and follow the links from this
0: news post from there. Ernie Neff reports this week on seminars scheduled at this year's Citrus Expo.
5: Citrus Expo Seminar Committee Co-Chair Megan Dudney discusses the Citrus Expo seminar agenda for Wednesday, August
2: 14th. We'll be starting off from CRDF with Dr. Harold Browning. He'll be talking about HLB, talking about from science to solutions, so what they think are the up-and-coming science projects with near term solutions. After that, we'll be talking about current and future production systems in the era of HLB, how the future of production systems may need to change, giving people ideas as they start to think about planting new varieties, what are the options, and then looking at production systems for grapefruit and sweet orange, and looking at some of the uh, economics of those questions. And then we'll have a grower's perspective on that given by Jim Snively and block management in this exotic disease era. In the afternoon, we're going to talk about state BMPs. They've been a big issue this year, the new rollout of the BMPs. Kelly Morgan's going to talk about that. What benefits are afforded growers from the BMP? And then we'll have Bonnie Wolf from the FDAX talking about the advantages and challenges of the citrus BMPs. We'll be talking about citrus gaps for fresh fruit, and then we'll also be talking about the future implementation for the processing fruit. Dennis
5: Howard of Florida's Agriculture Department will make the last presentation Wednesday. His topic, Meeting Pesticide Drift Challenges in Citrus. The second day of Citrus Expo Seminars on Thursday, August 15th, is previewed by Citrus Expo Seminar Committee co-chair Megan Dudney, a University of Florida scientist.
2: On the second day, we'll be concentrating more on pest management. We'll start off with some psyllid management, silid control on young trees with Michael Rogers, and then a perspective from Steve Farr on organizing a successful chima. He's organized several good ones. And then Brandon Page will be talking about what makes a Chima a success, uh, what features he's found make Chima successful and what features don't make Chima successful. And then uh, Dr. Phil Stansley will be talking about the future of sillage management and where he thinks we might be going in the future. After that, we'll be talking a little bit about diseases, talking about uh, root health with a a returning emphasis on that from uh, Dr. Evan Johnson. He'll be talking about at least HLB and possibly some other diseases that infect root health, which could be contributing to some of the decline we see. I will be speaking about black spot management as we get into the season where we're going to start seeing new symptoms. So people can look at their programs and also review what may or may not have occurred this last year as symptoms show up, and then uh, Dr. Graham is going to be talking about canker management and if there's anything new, and then sort of bringing all of the different facets of canker management together into one management program.
0: Staying on Citrus Expo, closing out this week's program, many prizes are going to be available at this year's Citrus Expo on August 14th and 15th at Lee Civic Center in Fort Myers, Florida. Once again this year, we send a special thank you to Everglades Farm Equipment for the first day grand prize of a John Deere gun safe. To be awarded to a lucky winner to be drawn from the pool of pre-registered growers. Again, to be in on the gun safe drawing, you must be a citrus grower who has pre-registered online in advance at citrusexpo.net. In addition to the gun safe, there are several other special prizes and drawings going on at Citrus Expo this year. A special Florida-themed citrus painting by second-generation highwayman painter Calvin Hare will be given away to one lucky Citrus Expo attendee on August 15th at 2 p.m. To enter, submit a completed drawing ticket with your email address to the Southeast Agnet exhibit booth at the trade show. Citrus Expo is also pleased to announce an all-new fundraiser for the Florida FFA Association that will take place on the trade show floor. Throughout the event, showgoers will have the opportunity to donate to FFA in exchange for raffle tickets for a chance to win a 55-inch flat-screen TV. A 50-50 cash drawing combined with a $500 Visa gift card from Farm Credit will also be part of the fundraiser. And a brand new grand prize for Day 2 of Citrus Expo has just been confirmed. As Bass Pro Shops of Fort Myers will award a $750 grill and accessories bundle to a lucky winner during the Stay for Steak grand finale in the trade show on Wednesday, August 15th. Citrus Expo attendees are reminded to check out Bass Pro Shops' location near all the Expo hotels to stock up on hunting and fishing supplies for the coming season. A big Southeast Agnet thanks goes out to Bass Pro Shops in Fort Myers for becoming our newest Citrus Expo grand prize partner. To pre-register and learn more about this year's Citrus Expo online, visit citrusexpo.net. Again, that's citrusexpo.net. Remember, you can find these stories along with all the big Southeast agriculture reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Daniel Lee with Southeast Agnet's podcast.